Bible, you turn with me to Romans chapter 11. I want to talk for a few minutes this morning about the deep things. I don't know if you were awake for this when you were a little kid or not in science class, but I always enjoyed seeing the videos of the ocean and the, where the, they, would, they would go under under the sea and they would show you all those neat creatures that we never get to see and uh, I remember I don't know uh, many it's been many years now going on to uh, going to SeaWorld or someplace like that I don't even remember where it was but I do remember the particular ride like a submarine ride and you get on that ride and it would take you down under the water you know and you go down and see all these neat things and I just I think it's really cool to to, uh, to study that to learn that but and even at this point, as long as man has been on this planet as technically advanced as we are, there are still so many creatures down deep in the ocean that we have not encountered. Probably thankfully so. I bet those down there are really big and mean and ugly. Weird looking. But uh, the point being that the deeper that you go, there's a couple of things that happen. The deeper you go, you see things that you wouldn't see otherwise. The deeper you go in water, the less you're affected by what's happening up on top. People can be dropping rocks, or they can be doing all kinds of things. The water will be moving on the top. If you've ever studied like a fishbowl, if someone drops something in at the top, there's just not a whole lot of movement down deep. Things just kind of stay stable. And we want to talk today about the importance of the deep things of God. Because some people never get into the deep end of the pool with Jesus. Some people just spend all of their Christian lives wading around the shallow end of the pool. They get just about up to their ankles, maybe in a good revival that gets up over their knees. And they're like, man, I mean, I got my feet wet that time. I'll tell you something. I felt the Holy Spirit all down in here. I didn't get it all up to here yet. But I got it. It's a good point, isn't it? You can, you can walk with the Lord and never really let... You never can... You, you, if you're not careful, you won't dive into the point that you get wet all the way up over your head. Some people just, here we're teaching already, some people just get in deep enough to get their feet wet and then every once in a while to feel something in their heart. But until you really get into the deep places with God, it won't affect your head. And so that's why you see some people who are immature believers who never really get it. They never really get it, do they? They just continue to think like babies because we all start out as spiritual babies and they never grow up. Their hair may get gray, they may get old and limp and walk with a cane, but they continue to think like a baby in the spirit because they have never let themselves wade out into the deep things with the Lord. Romans 11.33 says, oh, the depths of the riches, both of the wisdom and knowledge of God. How unsearchable are his judgments and his ways past finding out. And then he asked the question in verse 34, for who has known the mind of the Lord? And right there, you, many people stop and they say, well, the answer to that is no one. Because we are unable to know the mind of the Lord. That's what they think. Have this picture in our mind that God's ways are, are so beyond our own. 
And in a sense they are, they'll always be way beyond our own. But keep in mind, you are made in the image of the Creator. The ways he thinks are ways you should think. The things he thinks are the things that you should think. Maybe never with the intellect, maybe never with the IQ, but there's something about you and God that are similar. You're his child. You're made from his DNA. So you're going to think and act like he does if you ever really become like your father. Won't happen unless you enter into the deep things. Some people never get there, do they? God's ways are beyond ours. His wisdom, wisdom is his knowledge, his judgment. His ways are so deep, so rich, so unsearchable. That's what that scripture says. So the question is, so how can we know him? How can we know to some extent, the mind of God or what he thinks. Can we? Or are we just ants who were placed in some kind of a little ant farm to crawl around to bring enjoyment and, and some type of entertainment to an all-powerful creator who looks at us and, and watches us crawl through mazes doing various tasks until we die? Is that how God views his creation? Especially humans know. That's not what God thinks about us at all. I believe that God wants us to know Him. And did you know that God knows you whether you know Him or not? God knows everything about you. He knows the deepest thought that you have. He knows what's deep in your soul, deep in your heart. He knows you. But it's not enough in this relationship for Him to know you. He so desires that you would know Him. And many people don't ever get there because they don't think that it's possible. How is it possible? I want to take you another passage of scripture and show you how it's possible. Daniel chapter 2 verse 22 says that God reveals the deep and secret things. He does. If he doesn't, then he's lying because his word said he does. That God's in the business of revealing deep, secretive things. But the question is to whom? 1 Corinthians chapter 2, start with verse 9. But it's just as the scriptures say, what God has planned for people who love him is more than eyes have seen or ears have heard. It's never even entered our minds. God's spirit has shown you everything. His, his spirit finds out everything. Even what is deep in the mind of God himself. You are the only one who knows what's in your own mind. And God's spirit's the only one who knows what's in God's mind. But God has given us his spirit. That's why we don't think the same way that the people of this world think. That's why we can recognize the blessings God's given us in every word we speak. Was taught us by God's spirit, not by human wisdom. And the same spirit helps us teach spiritual things to spiritual people. That's why only someone who has God's spirit can understand spiritual blessings. And anyone who doesn't have God's spirit thinks these blessings are foolish. People who are God, guided by the spirit can make all kinds of judgments, but they cannot be judged by others. And the scripture, scriptures ask, has anyone ever known the thoughts of the Lord or given him advice? But we can understand what Christ is thinking. Now this passage reveals some things to us that I think are pretty interesting. First of all, it tells us who it is that he reveals deep things to. 
You should by you got that answer by now. I mean, if if you, if you were listening to anything that I just read, you picked up on the answer of who it is. It's not a mystery. It's not a mystery as to whom God reveals the secret and the deep things to. Who is it? The people who love Him. Not it didn't say the people whom He loves. Why? Because He loves everybody. He loves them all, whether they love Him or not. But there's something that happens—a connection that happens in the heart and the mind of an individual who says. I'm going to love you back, Father. God, I'm going to love you back. I enjoy your presence, Lord. I want to be with you. I like hanging around with you. I love you, not just that you love me. And I'm going to spend my life with you, God. And God starts saying, okay, and as you draw close to me, I will draw close to you. And in that drawing, we'll share some pretty intimate things. The deep things. The closer you get to me, the more you get to know me, the deeper you'll understand me, he says. Hmm. So what is it that we can know? Let me lay this out for you real quick. Paul, list them for you. If you have your pen, write this down. If I love God and if I serve God, I can know the following things. These are things that I can know. This is going to be interesting to you. This is going to answer some of your questions. If you're walking in the deep place with God, the scripture says, number one, you can know what he is showing you. Look at verse 10. He knows everything and is capable of sharing deep things with me. I, I, I think this one answers the question for all those people that are constantly asking how do I know God's will for my life? The answer to that, if you want to know God's will for your life, is dive into the deep things with God. You won't know it any other way. You can't read it in a book. You can't get it from counseling. You're not going to get it by osmosis, hanging around other great spiritual leaders. It's just not going to happen. The only way that you are going to know what God wants to show you is if you finally get into the deep place so that he can show you what he wants to show you. What he wants to show you is different than what he's showing me. Because you and I are doing two different things. We are two created, uniquely created individuals. We are, we're different. We're here for different purposes. God needs you to know things that I don't really need to know. And I need to know things that you don't really need to know in order to accomplish my purpose here on this planet. But I can never really know what God needs me to know until I get into the deep place with God. Look at the second one. I can know what is in my own mind. Verse 11. Saying he can help me know. Are you ready for this? Why I think as I do. Have you ever wondered that? Why do I have these thoughts? Why do I think the way I do? Why do I keep thinking these ways? I know I'm beginning to understand I'm hardwired. I can't, maybe I can't help this, but why do I think this way? Why do I perceive and think the way I do? If you're tired of not being able to understand why you think like you think, Get into the deep places with God. Some people never grow up enough to ever get to the place to understand why God has given them what he's given them to think about and to carry as a burden. They never get, they never get to a mature enough place 
They spend their whole life asking God to, un, to unload a burden rather than asking God why he gave them the burden. See, babies will spend their life trying to get out, up, out from under the load, trying to run from it. Babies will spend their life trying to get free of it, trying to get it off of them. Babies pray prayers like, God, would you take this away from me? Would you get this off of me? Would you fix this for me? But those that walk in the deep places say, okay, God, I've resolved myself to understand this may be my load to carry for now. Would you give me grace? Would you give me strength? Would you help me understand how this is somehow going to be beneficial? Because there's a reason for it. It's not that God just sits up and says, you know what, when we were kids, some of you guys were kind of, you know, like, like me. I was never cruel, but, you know, I might pick the wings off a fly or tear off a June bug's leg or something, you know. I mean, I used to catch those June bugs. Why do they call them June bugs anyway? They don't ever show up to the end of July in the middle of August or something like that. But anyway, I used to catch June bugs and I'd, I'd tie a string on one of their legs. This is how poor we were. And I'd throw it into the air and then I'd just fly it like a kite. You know, because it'll fly. That thing would fly. And I'd just, just fly all over, let out some more string and that, that thing would just fly. Every once in a while, though, I'd tear off one of their legs. Sorry! We have this idea, we have this picture of God. It's like, hey, I think, I think I'll take this one today and mess him up. You ever thought, you know, you get up and you're like, my life is really great. And the next day, man, how did my life go from that to this in one day? Well, I guess God decided to put me on the street. Tore off a leg, sorry. But that's not it at all. God doesn't tie your leg to the string unless he has a purpose, unless he has a reason. And until you get to the place that you will walk in the deep, the deep things, the deep places with God, you'll never be able to accept that. You'll spend your life praying against the very will of God, perhaps. He's trying to get you somewhere. He's taking you somewhere. You're spending your whole life praying against it. God, fix this. Get this off me. God's saying, relax. I've got you. I've got you. There's a reason. You're going to come through this. I'm not going to leave you forsaken. You're not going to be alone. I'm with you. But, I, but there's a reason for this. You want to understand why you think the way you think? You want to understand what's in your own mind? The scripture says he could do that for you. Number three, I can know what blessings he has given me. He's given me his spirit. So I can understand my blessings. A lot of people don't ever understand their blessings. A lot of lost people never understand their blessings. They, they, they don't even understand that the reason they have a lot of things. And we look at some people that have a lot of things that, that aren't living for the Lord. We're like, wow, this, that doesn't work. I mean, God, here I am living for the Lord. I have nothing. And they're over here living like a dog. And they have everything. Well, what you need to understand is the, is the, the, the law of the harvest. Anybody that plants will reap. Whether they're a believer or not, if, they, if they're engaged in, in the laws that he has created, then they will work. It doesn't mean they're blessed. So there are people that are out there that are sowing and working very hard, and they're, and they're reaping the reward of that, which is the material things of this life. You look at that and you think, wow, uh, I should be having those material things. And God said, no, they're not all what you think they're cracked up to be. I'm going to burn all those things up. Those people are getting what they're getting because that's what they're after. That's all they're going to have. they got nothing later. That makes sense? You say, no, I never thought about it that way. Well, walk in the deep places. Walk in the deep places and that'll make sense to you. 
It's not about the material things. The blessings are that you wake up every day. The person that walks in the deep place, they get up every day and they say, God, I'm alive. Thank you, first off, for, for my life. Thank you for salvation. Thank you for Jesus. You can tell about your priorities by the way you pray your prayers. Even by the way you praise your praise would tell us a lot about your relationship with Jesus. See, some people's prayers, all they are is they wake up, they start, they start praying, and immediately their prayer is, God, here's what I need. Boom, 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 boom. The person who's mature knows to praise him first and then ask, right? But the one who walks in the deep place takes him a long time to get to here's what I need. Because they start thinking about all the goodness of the Lord and the blessings of God and their prayers go something like this. Lord, thank you today. Thank you for life. Thank you that you woke me up. Thank you for a sound mind. God, thank you for allowing me to be on this planet again. God, today I want to be a blessing to you. Lord, I, you know what? I can't go no further. Lord, i got to tell you how much I love you and how proud I am of you today, God. I'm just so proud of you. There you are in your throne. And I know I'm nothing, but I love you and I praise you and I bless you. And I want to be more like Jesus. And Jesus, I thank you so much for your sacrifice that you died for my sins, the Holy Spirit, that you would live in me. And you just on and on and on and on. And, and you find yourself thinking spiritual thoughts. Thinking about things that really matter. Praising God and blessing God. And eventually you figure out, oh wow, I haven't even gotten into. And then you say, oh Lord, would you... And then again, here's the prayer of the mature. Would you bless so-and-so and so-and-so? Would you help some of them? Would you help them, God, because they're sick? It's not so much about you. It's about other people, right? And now you find yourself you're praying for other people. Would you help them? Would you help them? Would you help me help them? Would you, would you use me, God, today? That's the mature prayer. Would you use me today? Not just that you'll save somebody. Would you use me? Because God's saying, I'm not going to save people without using somebody. I'm going to use somebody. Are you going to be that person? See how you need to rethink your prayers even. See, I've never thought about it before. Well, I'm not calling you immature. I'm just telling you that you need to walk on in a little bit deeper. Walk in deeper and let this get up over your head instead of just to your heart. So that you don't just come in every once in a while on those real spiritual days and walk away and say, well, I felt that. That was awesome. And that's going to get me through. What's going to get you through is when we get that mind and that soul and that spirit of yours so doused with the Holy Ghost that everywhere you sit down is the news. When we get you that place like a sponge, then you're going to start thinking a little bit differently. The scripture says here that he's given us his spirit so that we can even identify his blessings. Because the world don't even identify the blessings. They don't identify the blessings. They're not thanking God for life. and They're not thanking God for Salvation, they're not thanking God for things. They're not thanking God at all. They're not praying. They're thanking themselves. But you're the one who is waking up every day and blessing the Lord. Blessing God for He is on His throne and He is good and He is knowledgeable and He knows all things. And then you recognize your blessings. Number four, He said, you could know what words He's teaching you. You know why God teaches you? So you can teach others. That's what it works. That's how it works. He teaches us spiritual things. He teaches spiritual things to spiritual people. So then spiritual people can teach them to others. You're not going to have anything to say. If you don't spend time with the Lord. 
I'm going to tell you all, it wouldn't take you all very long to figure out if I didn't spend time with God. It wouldn't take you long. You'd give me a few weeks. You'd say, well, he's just going through a hard time. He'll get back on track. I'll tell you something. If you walk in the deep places with the Lord, it won't take you very long. I, I sit under other people's ministries from time to time to soak it in. And I look forward to that because I love to feed on the Word. And I can tell. Somebody gets up and they start reading something that they found last night in the devotional book. It'll take me very long to say, I won't give much here. But when that guy out of that gal cracks open that Bible and they start in on something, they start revealing the deep things of God. I start saying, oh man, I can get my, I can get my roots down. I can get my roots down in this. This will feed my soul. I want to understand the words that he's teaching me so I can teach others. Number five, I can know what spiritual blessings are mine. The world thinks those blessings are foolish. But you and I know better. The world thinks if it doesn't cost a lot, it's not worth anything. But you and I know different, don't we? We understand what spiritual blessings are, how valuable how that they are, and how priceless that they are, and how we would prefer them always over material things. Number six, you can know what judgments to make. You ever spend time talking with people as a believer? You, you'll probably do this. People come to you and ask you for advice. I'm not going to say, kids, that you can tell your call of ministry by that. But I'll tell you, when I was your age, I, I couldn't understand why. But every, I'd sit down at lunch and somebody would come up and put their tray down. Want to meet counsel. Maybe you all like that? Spend all your time counseling somebody? You're like, why are you picking on me? Because they sense something in your spirit. They're picking up on something. This person has something that these yahoos over here don't have. They start searching out. They start seeking out somebody that can feed their soul, that can speak life into their spirit. If you want to be able to make correct discernment, because some I, I hear that a lot too. Pastor, I don't know why I do what I do. I just make I, I make the same mistakes. I do the wrong things. I do it over and over again. It just don't make any sense. If you want to learn how to discern things rightly, if you want how to make good decisions, if you want to know what judgments to make, then get in the deep. People in the deep make good decisions. They don't make flighty decisions. They don't make emotional decisions. They don't make hurried decisions. They don't make flustered decisions. But there, there's a there's a deepness, there's a richness, there's a patience in their spirit that allows them to put the person that's pushing them off and say, you're going to have to wait a minute. I'm not going to give you anything. I'm not going to give you an answer. I'm not going to tell you anything that's going to come back on me. We're going to sit right here for a minute and I'm going to hear from God. I'm going to discern, I'm going to divine and discern this from the Lord. And when I speak to you, it's going to be real. It's going to be right because it's going to be from God, not from me. We're going to learn how to discern walk in the deep in number seven. You can know what are the thoughts of God. Verse 16. Since we can understand, look at it, his ways of thinking. God has a method. God has a method of thought. The way he thinks he has put in us. Again, maybe not to the extent. Maybe not to the depths, but the way that God processes thought. Now those are deep things, aren't they? Those, those go a lot deeper than the superficial top layer. 
I don't say this to boast because I haven't, don't have anything to do with it other than it is simply my passion. But I would say to you that, that my passion along with the rest of the staff is that every time you come to church, we want to expose you to the deep things of God. I think that our, you know, you say there's something about Trinity that's different than a lot of other churches. Well, it's not that we're better. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not trying to say that. But I'm saying that what, that what you may be saying without being able to put your thumb on it is not that we're better than someone else. But that there is a difference in that our passion and our strive for excellence, when we talk about that, our striving for excellence is that we would always involve you in a deep worship experience. We don't want to waste your time. I, 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 you know why I feel that way? Because I don't want my wisdom. I don't, I don't want to go to church and, and sit down and... And wait for 15 minutes while somebody changed a light bulb. And then they start looking around trying to figure out anybody, can anybody here play any kind of instrument? We ain't practiced or nothing, but if anybody can play, come on up. Has anybody got a word? Come on, somebody preach. We got a guest here with us. He says he's a preacher. We don't know anything about him. Come on, brother. We're going to turn the pulpit to you. He said, that's kind of funny, but hey, guys, that happens in a lot of places. Things like that happen. Our whole goal, our whole goal is that we're creating, we are creating experience by prayer and by spending time with God, a deep worship experience. Because I do not believe that you can go to church and eat two donut holes and play an inning and a half of Bible baseball and get you through the difficulties of this life. Bible baseball. You don't even know what it is, do you? That's what youth groups used to do at the youth service, where the whole church would join together. The youth would sit in front, and they'd do the Bible scripture search. Who's the fastest at finding a verse of scripture, which is great because it taught us how to find verses in the Bible. And then Bible baseball. But I'm going to tell you something. Although those are learning experiences, they're not deep enough. If that's what was going on in our children's church down there, I would not be happy. Right now in our children's church, they're down there worshiping God with music. They're hearing the word of God taught to them from a preacher, an ordained preacher. She's down there preaching and teaching her children. That's why you're seeing little kids at six and seven years old getting baptized and knowing what they're doing. It's going to take something. It's going to take deep a depth in our spirit for us to make it through this life. Because the scripture says that we're not going to be exempt from everything that happens to everybody else. The only difference between us and the world is all the same things are happening. It's just that we have Jesus with us. And if we walk in the deep places with him, we also can have a little bit more than that. We can have a little bit of understanding as to why things happen the way they do. That makes all the difference. The immature believers, they leave. They leave as soon as the prayers aren't getting answered, as soon as the wish list isn't getting met, as soon as as soon as Jesus Santa doesn't do what they needed done, they're out of here. And every time that they do get a wish list met, then they might give a little praise. But every time they get in a bind, let me tell you about it. Every time they get in a bind, they show up to church until the crisis is over. And they don't understand. How their life keeps falling apart. Well, I went back to church for a couple weeks. I gave 15 cents in the offering. 
I cried a couple tears and prayed a prayer. How come I'm back to this just because I'm living like I was before? How come I'm back to where I was? Because they won't dive into the deep things of God. They're living in a superficial state. He reveals the deep and the secret of things only to those who walk closely with Him every day. You want to understand the Bible? Do you, do you want to see your prayers being answered? Do you want to understand the depths of the love and the forgiveness of God? God's saying he wants you to forgive others. You can't do that unless he shows you how. And you're struggling saying, I can't forgive them. It's because you're not getting deep enough. When you get deep enough, you'll understand the love and the forgiveness of God. And how he wants you to love and forgive others. Only in the deep place can you do that. Deep is defined this way. Having a large distance to the bottom from the surface or the highest point. So shallow is the opposite of that. Having a short distance to the bottom from the surface or the highest point. Which of those definitions best describes your relationship, the depth of your relationship with God? Are you in about this deep? If you're in about this deep, then that means that every time somebody drops a rock at the top, it affects you. Everything's always moving. Everything's moving. We got problems. We got issues. Somebody didn't shake my hand. Somebody is mean to me. Somebody took my parking space. That's the people that are right here. Way down here someplace, somebody drops a rock. They don't know it. They don't care. They don't sense it. Because it's stable down here. It's solid. It's stable. There's less movement. There's less distraction. We're down here. We're below all that. We've chosen to get down below all of that. We're down on the bedrock with God. We're walking down here with God. We're not worried about superficial things. We're not worried about all this stuff. Mm. Everybody needs that deep thing of God. I'm about to wrap this up, but I just want to caution you. Don't, don't get caught up. In trying to get through this life the best you can, praying to God like He was your personal genie, and then being angry like a child when He don't meet your every expectation. But instead, let's let's focus. Let's be a church that we say that we're going to grow up and we're going to dive. We're going to dive into the deep end. We're going to get in over our head. We're going to get in. We're going to get in so deep with God that if He doesn't come through, we're going to drown. And then we're going to live in faith. And then we're just going to hang on and believe. We're going to get so deep that our feet are on the bottom. We're never above the top. We're always on the bottom. Feet are on the bottom. If God doesn't help us, we, we won't last down here. We drown down here. It's too deep. But we're going to get down here on the deep end of God. Because this is where it's solid. This is where it's stable. This is where it's secure. This is where we're closest to His heart. This is where we hear His voice instead of the winds and the waves of everybody else. Don't waste your time trying to compete with the world for things that are God's anyway. But instead, make a decision to say, I'm going to decide right now. I'm going to put him above everything and everyone, and I'm just going to lunge into the deep. And I'm going to tell you something, guys. That's the life of adventure that you're craving. That is the only thing that's going to produce the excitement and the fulfillment. And all the things that you crave, the world can't fill it. It's only by walking with God in the deep place that, that will make your soul feel satisfaction and true peace. That's the only thing that's going to do it. 
Say it with me, the deep things. The deep things. That's where you want to be. I want to be in the deep places with God so that I can understand the deep things. Now, let's conclude. Look at Romans 11.33 one more time. Listen to this verse. Oh, the depth of the riches, both of the wisdom and the knowledge of God. How unsearchable are his judgments and his ways as finding out. For who has known the mind of the Lord? The answer, those who choose to dive into the deep places with God. They're the ones who know the mind of the Lord. Choose the deep thing. Amen. And so I, I asked the Lord this morning. I was, like, I was in there in my office and I was praying. Saying, God, what do we, you know, because as a communicator, you always want to leave something with something. You, you, put some, you put something in their minds that you hope that that's what they'll stay with. Last week, some of you could tell me, last week it was the baseball and the ivy. That was the whole thing. I knew if I could put a baseball in the ivy, that you'd walk away and that, that would get in your mind. And you would consider that and remember, hey, I'm the, I, sometimes I am that baseball in the ivy. That was my whole goal. You would understand lost things. Today I said, God, what, are, what is it that we're going to be able to communicate and understand? Because I'm going to tell you something, Lord. Nobody's going to remember the seven things that we can know. They're going to write them down and they're going to get in your spirit to some extent. That, that, you know, they're going to mark them in their Bible. run them But what is it that we can know? And it just boils down to this. The deep things. Get it in your heart. Get it in your mind. Get that in your spirit. I cannot be successful. I cannot be fulfilled. I cannot accomplish my purpose. Until I get in the deep. The sooner I get in the deep, the better I'm going to be. The deeper, the better. Got to get off the shallow surface. We've got to get in the deep. Lord, I thank you for your word. I thank you, God, that it does cut even between the bone and the bone marrow. How skillful is your word in discerning the hearts and the minds and the motives Thank you today, Lord, for the thought. Thank you for the word. Thank you for the illustrations, the applications. Thank you, God, for placing it upon us and in our spirit. The absolute necessity of walking in the deep places. So many of us just never thought about it, God. We love you. We're serving you for our very, we're doing our very best. We just never thought about going on out into the deep. We just never thought about it. How can we go into the deep, Lord? How do we go into the deep? It's only by spending time in your word. It's only by listening to your voice and speaking to you in prayer. It's only by faithful attendance in your house so we can hear your word and apply it to our heart. Those are the only ways, God. Only by spending lots of time with you. Can we find ourselves in the deep? But Lord, I ask you right now that you look upon our hearts. Because there's people in this room that are there. They've been in the deep a long time. That's why they're bedrock solid in their faith. There's others that want to be. And for many, they're understanding right now why their life seems to be as it is. They've been in the shallow pool. And everything seems to disrupt. But God, they see the necessity now of entering into the deep place. I pray right now, Lord, that you can speak to our hearts. Let this word 
find its, the seed, let it find its root in our spirit. Begin to just root down and produce. Help us right now, Lord, as we grapple with this word in our own spirit. What of this do you want me to glean? What am I to take from this specifically? Lord, every one of us, if it's different. And no matter how deep we are, every one of us need to go deeper. We need to trust you more. We need to wait on you more. We need to rely on you more. Help us to go deep, I pray, Lord. These altars are open now for every person who wants to come down and kneel and just say, God, I want you to take me to the deep. I want you to take me to the deeper. I don't want my relationship to be superficial or shallow, but I want to walk on the bedrock. We've got another song we're going to sing, and as we're singing it, I want to just open up this place to prayer, to the altars, and anywhere that you want, in your seat or wherever you want. But I want you to find a place and commit this word to your spirit today. What's God saying to you today? What is he saying to you? And how are you going to deal with that? Find yourself a place and let's pray.